Captain, what is your response to Travis Anderson's comments last week? You're gonna call yourself the Dragon King? Are you fucking serious? Last time I checked, there are no dragons around here. And last time I checked, I wear the fucking crown in Max Wrestling. Last I checked, we were gonna go one-on-one -on -one at Promo Slam. And last I checked, I showed up. You're also a coward because you think I asked for a rematch. I never asked for a rematch. I didn't even ask to make it a triple threat. Let me tell you why I added Chad to the match of promo series. It's because if he doesn't show up, at least I'll have someone to beat. I will run you down and you know it. That's why you had to get your jury brother to join the match. So I'm outnumbered. But here's the problem. I've done triple threats. I've done fatal four ways and I've fucking won those two. Well, fuck you, fuck him, and fuck everybody that's got a problem with the captain. That championship on your shoulder, captain, don't mean shit right now. It don't mean shit until I beat you. And it don't mean nothing until I beat Chad. I'll see you both at Provo Series. What do you have to say in response to the allegations? At Promo Slam, I was hit from behind after my promo. Now, I don't know who, I don't know why. Only that it was done with a gavel. I also know that our very own captain has one. It wouldn't be the first time you've lied to me. It wouldn't be the first time you've attacked me from behind. Every piece of evidence points to you. And it's fucking unfortunate that I have to come up here and speak on this on my own time. I did not attack Phoenix at Promo Slam because we have irresponsible journalists and they spread lies and bullshit and put into the media that I attacked someone when I have fuck all reason to is embarrassing. Like, no, no, you know what? Fuck it. If Phoenix wants to point the finger at me so badly, and if Travis thinks I'm afraid to fucking face someone one-on-one, -on -one, here, Phoenix, I'm defending that world championship against you in two weeks at Match Wrestling Summer's End. If I'm guilty of attacking you, then the title is yours. But when I am found not guilty, I want everybody to stand up and applaud me as the longest fucking reigning world champion and the one motherfucker that takes this shit to the max every single week. Yo, it's September 22nd and you know what that means. Summer is officially over. Welcome to Max Wrestling episode 393, Summer's End. This is your reigning, defending Max Wrestling world champion, the captain speaking, along with the reigning Max Wrestling television champion, LFA, Moses Marquez. Job of the morning. It's another Fiend episode. Um, Tidal Wave and House of the Dragon King became like the third and fourth highest episodes of the year, so we're hoping for a similar success this week. 
Let's go. Um, it's not a special event. It's just a themed episode. So coming up tonight, we're getting into Grand Slam, and your captain is on trial as I defend the world title against the Phoenix. But before we begin, remember to like and sub on YouTube.com slash Max Wrestling and follow us on social media at Max Wrestling UK. Um, before we get into the good, good, good stuff from Grand Slam, um, I think maybe biggest news this week, Roman versus Logan has the wrestling world divided. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go like it's gigantic, but I mean, no, it's, hey, uh, what, what do we used to say back in the day? Like, if you wanted to draw ratings, you, you made a pop by doing something like this. You know what I mean? You brought in a Floyd Mayweather. Uh, I, I, I could think of other names, but he was the first one to pop into mind. Yeah. And now you do with Logan Paul. The guy's been, you know, he, he's, he made a splash. What was it? SummerSlam? What, what pay-per-view was he on? Was it SummerSlam? Yeah, was that the tag match with The Miz? And then he did the singles match at Mania? There you go, I mean, that's the, I'm one thinking of that's the one I should be thinking of as mania, but um, you know now he gets you know he's hey, yeah, guys, around, maybe, well yeah, that's like, yeah. the guy's undefeated, you know what I mean, quote unquote, guy's undefeated, so you know let's let's push him towards Roman or whatever, and it's in Saudi Arabia, you're drawing money, the prince is giving money, whatever, it makes sense, I don't give a shit really, but it makes sense. Yeah, like I, I again, I don't give a shit either because we we don't watch the the Saudi Arabia shows, so we never no, give a shit. No, we don't. Like I said to Emir, unless it's Goldberg being booked to squash somebody, we don't give a shit. But if I did give a shit about the Saudi Arabia shows, I still wouldn't really be this upset about Logan Paul facing Roman because a, it's celebrity involvement; they do it all the time, and b, mm-hmm. it's not like Roman's gonna lose. No, it's just a special no. attraction. That's all it it's, is. It's a money grab. It's a money grab. Like, and that's, hey, that, that's that, that's what Saudi Arabia shows are for. Money grabs. Yeah. Um. I do. People actually expect that after all of this. What is it? Almost two over two year reign. Logan Paul is going to be the one to beat Roman Reigns at a glorified house show in an, in on the other side of the world. I can see it now. He holds both belts up with the fucking goddamn Charizard around his neck. Fucking let's go, bud. Oh, you know what? I'm going to give one to my brother because nobody likes him. Nobody likes him. <laughs> that That's the thing. Nobody likes Jake Paul. At least some people can tolerate Logan. To a degree. Yeah. And, you know, I get the thing of He's only had two matches, and now he's in a world title match. I get that, but at the same time, it's it's a it's a throwaway match. It doesn't mean anything. Exactly. It's it's exactly. It is a money draw. Would, well, would, you weren't really supposed to care uh, originally about Mayweather versus Big Show. You know what I mean? Then they pushed the fuck out of it. This is just getting thrown on you. You know what I mean? Yeah, would 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 people be more upset if they like built Seth Rollins to war, towards the world title just to put Roman over? Well, you do push Yeah, people they're gonna bitch about anything. So let's just yeah. be real with that. Um, and again, this is in I want to say like four weeks because we've got uh Extreme Rules in two weeks. Damn already? Yeah. 
yeah, it's weird they keep moving Extreme Rules around. Now it's in October. Um, yeah, Crown Jewel, aka Blood Money, what eight, whatever the hell it is. Blood uh, Money, I think, I think is the beginning of November. I mean, I could give a shit, but okay. Um, maybe though, if Logan Paul did win, we'd have a champion on TV every week. You know what? You say that, and I bet you yeah, money he would that. be just as. Yeah, he's pretty much a part timer too. So yeah, no, uh, there's there's no win in this situation. <laughs> not really. I mean, like, would it be? No, there's not. Because like, I'm like, oh, well, what about the pop? They're inside of you. <laughs> They're not gonna get a pop. There's no need for a pop. Um, and this is my biggest gripe with Roman right now is that he's barely on TV. He's he's pulling a Brock. It's oh, like he, him and Brock switch schedules. Literally, literally switch schedules because but but I don't. Know. But now we don't even see Brock either. No, he he's uh, in his in between big pay per view downtime. Sure. Back on the farm. On the farm. In Saskatchewan. Or Saskatchewan. Uh, <clears throat> but this this news was broke as if it was groundbreaking. Like, I think Meltzer came out first and said there's going to be a huge announcement from WWE very soon, like tonight. Uh, and then all the dirt sheets started leaking that there's going to be a press conference between Ro- Roman and Logan and Triple H. Oh, and yeah. Match with Crown Jewel. This makes any sense to me. Let's all get all big excited over a fucking presser. Like, I mean, props to Triple H for for booking it and making it feel like a big fight, but at the same time, it's not. And no, and it, it, and it's not going to be unless I'm all of a sudden a twelve year old who's in love with Twitch. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, no matter how many boxing matches Logan Paul has, and no matter how good he is at boxing, or I don't know, I haven't seen him fight. Um, he's always going to be a YouTube star. Yeah, they're YouTube guys. I don't give a fuck what, I mean, like, I've seen them training, like, they, they got themselves into shape, they know what they're doing, they can hold their own, you know, I, I give all the, the credit in the world for Logan going out there and learning the pro wrestling craft and being able to do, uh, you know, take the bumps and do what, it, you know, the guy did real training, you know what I mean, the guy took it for real, so I give him his props for it, and you know his brother is you know whatever with his boxing career whatever but yeah you roll it all into one bud just like god just like all the fucking child stars of back in the day you're going to be reverted to how you got here how you started your way to success you guys were youtube stars and until until like that is fully taken into retrospect i guess I don't know. Like that's that's forever it, dude. I'm not gonna care. You're a twelve. Like I'm not twelve. I'm thirty three. Okay. I like YouTube. Don't get me wrong. We're on YouTube for crying out loud. But I mean, like I had I wasn't on it. You know, fourteen years ago, making videos of me pranking my friends or whatever, whatever the fuck they did. You know, filming dead bodies in the woods. Whatever. Oh yeah, in fucking Japan. Yeah, he ain't getting over that one. And yet, somehow, yeah, yeah. But look at them now. What do you mean they ain't getting over it? They fucking got over it. Yeah, he got over it, but people still rag on him for it, as they fucking should, because he was dumb. 
like, okay, you stumbled across it by accident. You didn't have to upload it. No. There you go. That's where the brain comes in, and that's where they didn't have it. There's always the decision as a content creator of whether you want to actually upload something or not. It's not that difficult. Yeah, like 99% of the time, that's it's our decision. Then the other 1%, YouTube's like, nah. Nah, no thanks. Gracias. Uh, I'm just going to get stuck on 98%. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. We've been there. Sorry yeah, been there. Um, you know what? Then let's continue with WWE because that news wasn't as big as I thought it was going to be. Like, we've, we've done with it. So, um, I don't I don't know. I feel like nothing happened on Raw. Like, I didn't even watch the third hour. This, this week was very much a case of rinse and repeat. And I'm just left with more questions and answers. Why is Riddle teaming with Ray when he's still feuding with Rollins? What's Rhea whispering in Dom's ear all the time? How did Rollins get a shot at Lashley? I don't know these things. Yeah. I I, I don't watch the product, but I can tell you that it sounds like it's exactly the same that it's been. A lot of just, oh, hey, I think this guy should be in the title picture, so... There you go. Um, I mean, didn't Seth beat... Who the fuck Seth beat at the goddamn pay-per-view? Edge? Yeah. So he beat Edge. Guess what? Why does that give you Lashley? <laughs> um, I, like, I'm trying to come up with a reason for him. I, I swear I, to God I am. There's, there's something in the back of my mind saying there was like a number one contendership between him and AJ or something. It sounds right. It totally sounds right. It totally but sounds right. We're, we're over the honeymoon period now, I think, of Triple H's takeover era. And there's a there's a couple of good things that he's done. There's a couple of things that grab people's attention. But overall, the show feels very much the same. It's dragging. It's, it's too fucking long. Mm. And it's very much filler. He's even said in past interviews, if I could cut out the third hour, I would, but it's not my decision. No. Well, guess what, bud? It, it, it might be yours now, or at least be one to pitch. Like, I'm not saying, like, I don't know. I mean, if, it's, if you really desperately need, like, a, 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 a fucking hour of filler to give the USA Network, I don't know, fucking... Bring back main event? I, I don't know. I don't know. Like I I'm really trying here, but like well, dog. yeah, you yeah, fuck something, dude. You just you cause you can't you really can't do three hours. You can't do it. I mean, let's look because I mean, and this is something that I uh, we I think we don't do as much as we should. Let's put the fucking shoe on the other foot. If AEW had three hours, how long would that really last? Uh, well, you know, what I mean. With how fickle AEW fans are at, at the moment, you know what I mean, we're, they're jumping all over TK. This, you know, worried about booking that. Young Bucks suck. That, like, there's, there's. I thought the hate was bad from the E fans. Well, guess what? I guess it's just as bad. It's just pro wrestling fans. Period. Yeah, they're toxic as fuck. But that's the question, though. How long would this three hour thing really last if you were to push it in AEW? How quick would it get stale? How quick would it get overused? How, how We would go from the bad nights of having 9 to 11 promos to having fucking 18 to 20? 
Yeah, I, I think AEW going long isn't isn't a good thing. We we complain every year about All Out being so fucking long. Exactly. Every and they're all well, most of their pay per views, not just All Out. Most of them are fucking. Well, I mean, he got he pretty much hit the nail on the head in the last one, win like three and a half, which yeah. like we could. That's just the just to the breaking point. You know what I mean? Maybe four I can give you, but that's about it. He asked me too much after that one, but I was already on it. You know what I mean? I'm an old man over here, so. <laughs> But that's my that's my whole thing. So it's like trips. It, it, it's your time now to at least, I want to say, invest in looking into it. You know what I mean? Don't go ahead and make the big move. I know all the fucking investors and the blah 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 are behind you, but this is something that is best for your product. That's what we're getting at here for the product as a whole. You want to get better? You take out that third hour. You leave the anticipation factor back in. And then you can create a better product around it. So that way I'm not watching 15, 20, two or three, 15, 20 minute talking segments. You know what I mean? I don't have to endure that. You know, I can endure more, like four or five matches that are, you know, 10 to 12 minutes long. AW, you know, I can endure nine promos, but I can't endure 14 promos. Can't do it. I don't want to do it. I mean, GM mode has it right on the 2K games. You need two promos per show. It's, it's like, there you go. One two. to set things up and then one to carry on a feud. That, hey, that, fucking come on now. That's simplicity, baby. Uh, but there was, oh, the, the logic was just grinding my gears on Riddle and Rollins this week. So we open with Lashley and Rollins for the US title. Riddle interferes. And then he just randomly teams up with Ray later on against the Judgment Day, expecting nothing to happen. Like, obviously, Rollins is going to get involved. Look, look, again, I'm not watching the product, but I can just tell you this. As, as, as a man that likes to indulge, as, as Matt does, <laughs> bro, I forget shit. You know what I mean? I, I, I went out there. He went out there and spooked Seth and was like, <laughs> he thought it was all. He thought it was next week for all he fucking knew. Sure, he was next Monday. You know what I mean? It was a whole other day. Oh, he got his ass beat. He motherfucking stone. Can't, can't be mad at him. I get it. But like, but like, that's why you need to be wearing one of them smartwatches. I mean, you got fucking money. You just put a smartwatch. Remind yourself of the day. Okay. Yeah. Shit. To do. To do. Still fight Rollins. Still. Oh, he's still here. Shit. I better get out of here. And then I feel like we've been talking about this for like two fucking years now. Bray Wyatt's possible impending return is all over the internet. It is. It's literally, it's fucking everywhere. But but then again, I and I and I say this because like I it's not like I don't want it. It's not like I don't want it. I do. I do. But I'm very picky with how I want it now because somebody put out one of these weird like, oh, think of it this way. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I need that. Which was the whole like, he's basically going to team up with with Carrying Cross and Scarlet, and it's going to be you know Bray Wyatt and the White Rabbit and the this and the this. And I forgot. I had fucking. I wish I would have found the thing. I was looking for it real fast on Facebook. And I can't find it. But um, I think it'd be great. You know, it's a new stable. It's a stable that you have to have. It's sheer power. Um, but then again. I also think that we're fucking dying for this guy to come back because 
for me, and I can only speak for me in this instance, for me, there was a lot of meat left on that bone. There's a lot of meat left on that bone. And when he walked away, I'm like, ah, I, you know what, dude? I was just getting really used to the fiend. You know what I mean? It was, it was really starting to click a lot. And then, you know, hey, mental illness sucks. You know what I mean? You know, when you lose a brother, it, it, and then a, a true brother like that, that dude, was, they were close as fuck. You know what I mean? That hit hard. And then you weigh your options. Should I go here? Should I go here? And then now you have an opportunity to work with a guy that you've worked with well. So it's like, I see why he's, why he would want to come back. But again, I'm like, I'm like this. I really don't want to get my hopes up. You know what I mean? They're, they're great at teasing. They're great at teasing. Yeah. But how great they are delivering. So the two big hints, if it is Bray Wyatt, that they've dropped this week is playing the white rabbit song. I think after the show, mm-hmm. um, and then on the Extreme Rules poster, if you look closely, apparently you can see the lantern and some fireflies behind Matt Riddle. Oh, did you not do? Did you also do the the barcode? Uh, yeah, the barcode too leads to the whole. Yeah, uh, the White Rabbit who killed, who killed the, world. the world. It was you. you did. Again, like very you... much Bray Wyatt ish, Eater of Worlds. I hope he does come back. If he does come back with a new gimmick, because the Fiend lost a lot of momentum. A lot of people turned on it towards the end, thinking it was stupid. Honestly, the fiend wasn't the same since he dropped to Goldberg. No, no, yeah, you're a million to that one. But then again, who the fuck's gonna be able to keep momentum after that? Look at how fucking far Kevin Owens fell. Right. It sucks. It was he like, but that's now because Trips is booking him. Yeah, and we're getting look, look, we're getting old, old Kevin, and it's just it looks it's good, it's good, and there's there's positives to Trips being in charge. But there's things that are still in play that weren't his decision that he needs to fucking iron out. And, you know, yes, we, as you said it perfectly, the honeymoon period is over. Now it's time to start doing business. Oh, it's great. Oh, hey, I'm in charge. High fives all around. Oh, look, this guy's on TV. That guy's on TV. Look at this pay-per-view. All right, cool. What the fuck are you going to do about this third hour? Fucking you about this weird ass booking. What are you gonna do about this? What are you gonna do about that? What are you gonna do about this? Let's see you do some real work now. And then NXT. So first of all, great, we're getting rid of two point mm-hmm. But Solo won the North American title last week, uh, after replacing Wesley, who was attacked by Carmelo Hayes. Mm-hmm. Now he gets stripped of the title because he wasn't the original challenger. That really bugs me. Like, um, you sure. it. You sanctioned it. He replaced an injured guy in a match that you sanctioned. Yep. What's, why, why is that a problem with him winning the title? You, you put him in the match. Okay, so, and and again, here we go. Ready for me to ride him out of a corner. You already fixed this whole thing. Next to Sean, when you're doing this whole gimmick, have a fucking lawyer. A fucking bullshit, fake fucking lawyer. According to these documents here, title change. North American Championship has very strict rules, and because you are a substitute, da-da-da-da-da, regardless of stipulations, blah, 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 you can't win the title. Like, what the fuck? Oh, well, you signed the contract. So, give me your fucking... 
and then you have somebody to blame. There's some heat, not just so you weren't the guy in the so now we gotta take the bill. I know how it feels. It took mine when I was naked with it. <laughs> and then I was like, yo, I'm naked. Then he took a picture and ran away. But and Hunter I told just, me girls bought that magazine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh but god. Th- this is what bugs me with WWE ignoring their own history and like changing the rules to fit their narrative. Like Seriously. we talked last week about Jericho replacing Punk in the championship scramble in 08 and he won the world title. Did they strip him at the title? No. Nope. Did they strip Becky Lynch at the title at SummerSlam last year when she replaced Carmella? No. Carmella wasn't even injured. Becky just went, nah, I'm having this match. Hey, what about when Becky fucking run the won the rumble? <laughs> she just there was hey, she's take fucking hurt. I'm gonna take her spot. Moment, everything. <laughs> like she's just uh, like, like I, hey, she's I, hurt, bro. I don't really care this much about... That was Carmella, too. No, it wasn't. That was Lana. No, um, no. I don't really care this much about the bloodline. I just want some fucking logic. That, yeah, that's it. That's that's literally it. it. It's it's We know... And this is the thing that kills me. Old man's gone. So what are we blaming this on? What are we blaming the lack of logic on now? I, this is how we book. Well, then that makes no sense. And it, uh, that makes perfect sense on why there is no logic. So who's going to start making sense? It was just like, he's on the main roster. He's in the bloodline. We need to get the title off him because it's an NXT title. Why? Let him just carry it around. Just say, just say because he, well, then you should have said because he helped fucking one homeboy win. Because you helped Roman win, you've interfered in a fuck on, in a, in a main roster manner. So because of that, we're stripping you of the title. Us is bullshit and you have him hot. Give reasons. And there, I gave him two. The easy out was you bring out a lawyer and you give somebody to put the heat on. Number two, you get mad at him for fucking helping Roman cheat. And then because of that, we're stripping you of the belt. It's not fucking hard. And if they were going to strip him anyway, why even give him the title? Oh, because it looks cool. The bloodline's got all the titles. Yeah, but he only had it for a week. He had it for a picture. He had it for a picture. That's it. They wanted they wanted a picture with it. And that's cool. <laughs> that's fucking stupid. I, I I just don't get it. No, again, the, when the and, and I'm not and I'm saying it like this. I was going to say when there's no logic, uh, fucking blame it on the old man. Old man's gone. So again, fucking what what is going on, dude? That's great. Push your people. Do the this. Oh my god, there's some change. Da, 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 da. I want logic. I don't give a fuck if you give me the same 12 ring circus motherfuckers that I've seen a bazillion and a half fucking times. If the stories make sense, I'll get invested. That's where the logic, that's the, that's where the logic lies, baby. The only people I answer about it now is Hunter and Sean. Well, fucking come on now. Which of you made that call? I mean, Sean's probably fucking not. Um, and finally, in WWE news, before we move on, um, Survivor Series is bringing War Games to the front. The War Games. Uh, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I, I get what Harold says. Like, it's, it's overkill when they have multiple special matches on a pay-per-view. Yes. But I understand why they do it. Like, one for the men, one for the women. 
I also hate the, uh, I've always said I hate gimmick pay-per-views like Hell in a Cell and Elimination Chamber and TLC. Like, stop it. Yeah, that's true. Like, just keep the matches, like, announce it. Oh, there's going to be a TLC match. There's going to be a Hell in a Cell match. Not not like, oh, we know there's going to be, like, two Cell matches at this pay-per-view because it's called Hell in a Cell. Exactly. Exactly. This was a surprise because War Games isn't a Survivor Series staple. It's been an NXT staple for November before, but that was only recent and only for a couple of years. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not I'm not hating the the decision. I don't mind it. Uh, I'm I don't want to say it's overkill. I figured they were going to go with men's and a women's if they're going to bring it up. It's it's just what they do. It's equality. Mm. Um, and, and often the women outshine the men. <laughs> I was just gonna. Say, I was literally just gonna say that. I was like, and sometimes women outdo the guys, dude. They kind of put out bangers most of the time, especially when you give them the opportunity. What What do you say? Back in January, every single year since they introduced the women's Royal Rumble match, the women have done better than the men. It's true. The men's matches maybe. have sucked ever since. You want to know why? You want to know why? And I'm gonna say this as as a man for the ladies out there listening, because we don't know how to listen. <laughs> Our listening skills suck. So they're out there planning this thing, and they're like, yeah, we'll fucking, we'll, uh, what? yeah, all right, we'll do that. And then we'll go to the men's, and Shane's like, I'm going to throw this guy out, and I'm going to throw that guy out. And they're just like, yeah, fuck that guy, we're going to kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, the women probably had, I don't know, Medusa's input, and the men got Shane at man running around going, we're going to do this and that, and I'm, and I'm going to look like this. Yeah, right. Shane walked into everybody's room. You, you, and you. I'm throwing you guys out five minutes in. Slams the door. Next room. Hey, I'm throwing you out seven minutes in. Slams the door. Walks into Vince's office. I'm throwing you. Oh, sorry. My bad, Dad. <laughs> and Brock is like, the fuck he just say? Did you just say you're going to throw me out? <laughs> you want me to fucking walk out of here? Oh, Shane. She ruined it for all of us, bro. You remember the pop he got when he first came back? Well, yeah, because I mean, like the guy, it was like, it was, I don't know, it was one of those things where I think we had seen way too much of Stephanie, like way too much. And it just got to the point where, like, okay, fuck it, dude, where's your goddamn brother at? You know what I mean? Like, if we're going to see you fucking, if we're going to have to see the fucking spawn of the McMahons, at least let's see Shane. You know what I mean? And then it got to the point where it was like, okay, cool. Well, Shane's back and he's going to do some cool GM shit. Okay. Or cool. Shane's back and he's going to jump off of something. And then it was, fuck, Shane's back and he's going to jump off of something. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, it was cool. You know what I mean? Like they say, nostalgia is a hell of a drug, but eventually that drug will wear off, man. It was cool. And then he started wrestling like every month and it was just, it lost yeah. its appeal. See, yeah, I was gonna say it was like, yeah, he was on every other fucking pay per view. I'm gonna team with Drew and face Roman and take her. Why? Why? Because. Okay. You're you're the guy that gets his ass kicked in a big match by like Undertaker or Kane, Mm -hmm. Triple H. Exactly. You go out there and you you're the little guy that gave it his all, and oh, maybe you you know maybe you got a couple of good shots in. You do your coast to coast because that makes you look fucking cool. You jump off something and then you lose. It's cool. It's all right. I, you know what? I think that's one of the only things Shane still got for him. That leap of faith elbow through the announce table still looks awesome. 
I, yeah, and for he still sure. does it so smoothly. It fucking scares the crap out of me every single time that I'm afraid I'm gonna see a man die. Breaks his elbow in the process. I'm wait. I, I'm hating to say that, but I was like, I'm waiting for that to happen. It's just he just had elbow shattered. I'm actually really surprised Shane's never had like a major, major injury. He's had a concussion or whatever, but he's never like had like a broken neck or yeah. quad or anything like that. That's called good luck, but yeah. good ass luck. <laughs> he's a stunt man. Hey, well there you go, backup career. Shane the stunt man McMahon. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. Here comes the money. Oh god. Um, as far as war games go, um, obviously damage control are going to be in the women's match against like Bianca's team or whatever. Uh, the men, probably the bloodline against somebody. That'd be cool. But it got to be like the bloodline and Sammy. Yeah. The God, other right, Uso. Yeah, he's so awesome with that. <laughs> just the fucking... Just the best. Sammy Zayn is... A treasure, and we he truly him is at all costs. He truly, truly is. The man's awesome, and and again, let's 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 be real for for a second. The man got over in Ring of Honor by by knowing no Spanish at all and pretending that he was a luchador from Tijuana, Mexico. And besides killing himself with ladders with his best friend, you know, he was just hilarity. Yeah, he was great. El Generico is happily retired now. Oh, it's sad, but it's okay. All right. Um, coming up at the end of the show is the trial of the captain with the world championship online. So no time for shit marks say this week, but we do have time to go back in time this week in wrestling history. <laughs> September 16th, 1999, on a pre-taped episode of SmackDown, Mr. McMahon defeated Triple H with a major assist from Stone Cold Steve Austin, winning the WWE Championship. Uh, Vince then vacated the title four days later, and that led to a, I think it was a six-pack challenge at Unforgiven, which Triple H won it back. Nice. Um, I don't remember exactly why, but I remember Stone Cold wasn't allowed to be in the match, so he was a special enforcer, and uh, he didn't want to count the free, but he had to because he was the enforcer and Triple H won the title. Mm-hmm. I remember those days. And Triple H like, in his face, and he got a stunner for it. The total diss was like, the fuck, I gotta fucking count this shit. Yeah, I, the good old days, man. Yeah. The good old days. Special enforcer was booked very well in the 90s. True. And Shane McMahon was always the best screw job referee. Like, one, two, ah, shit, my shoulder. Ah. And he would sell it like he fucking tore his pec. Like, ah, ah. <laughs> and he's like, dude, you're an asshole. He sold it very well, considering, like we just said, he's never had a major injury. This is the truth. <laughs> Good actor, this guy. Um, also on September 16th in 2005, during its TNA run, the NWA World Championship changed hands at a BCW house show in Canada when Jeff Jarrett defeated Raven. In Canadian? Goddamn Canadian. In Canadian. So BCW from the video games 
there was actually a company called, I think there is actually still a, a company called BCW. It's Border City Wrestling. Yo. Uh, September 16th, 2013, one night after winning the WWE Championship from Randy Orton at Night of Champions, Daniel Bryan was stripped of the title by Triple H due to Scott Armstrong's fast count. There we go, another screw job referee. <laughs> but, jeez, a fucking screw job is a plenty tonight, boy. Oh, man, that whole dragging Daniel Bryan from SummerSlam to WrestleMania was tough. Facts. Not so much because they didn't book. I think they booked it actually very well, but people were just so impatient that every time they screwed Bryan on the on the way to WrestleMania, more and more people turned on him. I don't want to say like I don't want to say a guy turned on him or it was just but it was just like, fuck, man, can you let this guy win? <laughs> He's hot, goddammit. Like they people want this kind of win. They they just wanted that WrestleMania moment. And it was a great moment. Facts. It that was, yeah, just, it was. It was a lot of work to get there. That whole pay-per-view was really good. Like it was one yeah. of those ones where it was like, oh hey, this is the first one on the E network and it's based and it's free, pretty much. And it was like, fuck, dude, way to deliver to a fucking free pay-per-view. Like shit. <laughs> Um, September 17th, oh wait, we're still on the 16th, September 16th, 2018, in the midst of her transformation into the man, Becky Lynch finally got one over on Charlotte Flair and became SmackDown Women's Champion at Hell in a Cell. Great match, great win, and what was like a month later, she was fully transformed as the man, uh, and got her nose broken by Nia Jax. That goddamn Nia. But every cloud has a silver lining. Facts. It, it gave us a, a legendary, powerful image, and it completed her transformation into the man. Ain't nobody fucking with Becky. No, and sir. That, and that's the version we want back when she heals. Yeah, please. Uh, now we're on September 17th, 2006. At Unforgiven, Trish Stratus wrestled her final match as a full-time wrestler, defeating Lita to retire as a seven-time women's champion. And it sucked. I, 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 I didn't want her to retire. She'd only, she'd only really been in the game like six years. Yeah. Um, and as we've seen in recent years, she's still got a lot left in the tank. I mean, yeah, I mean, when you only go like six years and the reality is, is like half the matches you did were forced off, first off short and like simple. Yeah, I'm sure there was just got a lot left in the tank. You know what I mean, she still looks, looks good as hell. She's like, isn't she like in her late 40s or 50s? 40s, yeah. I'm about to say, well, goddamn, girl, like she still looks good. Uh, even after that, what, she had two kids? Three, <laughs> two, three? That's sad. Only three. I, mean, I, I think she's had at least two. Dang. I mean, I'm trying to get in on that. <laughs> uh, she has, yeah, two kids. Dang. Uh, also at Unforgiven, John Cena defeated Edge in a TLC match to regain the WWE Championship, ending their nine-month rivalry. And it was a hell of a rivalry. Probably mm-hmm. one of the best of 2006. Meanwhile, DX defeated Vince, Shane, and Big Show in a Hell in a Cell match, which ended with Vince's head of Big Show's ass. I remember <laughs> this. I remember this all too well. It's the 
fucking image comes back. I I love 2006 DX. They yes, they were in their forties and they were immature, but it was fun. I don't care. I was gonna yeah, I was just gonna say the same thing. I was like the immaturity is what put it over the top for me, and it was just fantastic stuff. Fantastic stuff. But even though it was so immature, some of the jokes were really good. They're always good though. These yeah. guys are they're funny guys. They got good jokes, man. Like it was just I I I I I get it. It was just there was a lot of fucking dick and fart jokes. I get it. Like, but but they were good. It's not yeah. like it's like there was a lot of them and they were bad. I would understand, but at least they were good. And it, it was TV fourteen, but they were even then they were pushing it a little bit. <laughs> Vince loves cocks. Yeah, they they actually put that on t shirt. Vince loves cocks. Vince loves cocks. And and drew it on screen when they took over the production tr- truck. You let them get away with everything, man. Oh, Vince gave them the keys to the kingdom that year. You want to you yeah. fuck up with the cameras? You want to fuck up the production truck? Go ahead. You want to spray paint on the building? On a Again, private go, jet? Go Spend. for it. <laughs> you want to do the attitude arrow shit? Handle it. Blow up the limo. Hey, maybe next time you let us in the building. Right? Oh, it was good shit. Um, I do miss it. September 18th, 2010, the Women's Championship was officially deactivated after Michelle McCool defeated Molina to unify it with the Divas title, the fucking butterfly piece of shit, at Night of Champions. All bad. If you're going to unify the Women's title and the Divas title, fair enough, but why keep the Divas title? Seriously, like, that thing was bad. Bad, bad. 2010 to women did they bring back the women's title 2015 yeah those five years were rough you're telling me you and then that was and then you have to remember too towards the end of that divas title reign women's wrestling got serious yeah they tried to make it serious and it was like i can't i can't do you see that fucking thing like i get it like the in-ring action it's like it's cool like natalia became somebody and um trying to think of like uh, I think this was like during like the era of like Bailey and them and NXT killing it to like the main roster ladies were trying to keep were trying to fucking stay uh, you know toe to toe so everybody stepped up their game and things yeah. were good but it was hard to get behind and you would turn around and be like okay well Paige is fighting for the fucking butterfly like well, yeah, you you had Paige and Emma for the NXT Women's Championship. Meanwhile, on the main roster, you got this fucking butterfly floating around. Mm-hmm. It was annoying. Thank God they changed it back for women's titles. And all it took was fucking Medusa to show up and make it look exactly like the men's. Here you go. All right, well, that's fine. At least it's fucking not a butterfly. Uh, September 19th, 2011, following an injury to Kota Ibushi, which vacated the title, Prince Devon, Doc Brown, aka Finn Balor, became IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion for the second time, defeating Kushida. And finally, September 21st, 2003, in his first one year run with WWE, Goldberg. Defeated Triple H at Unforgiven for the World Heavyweight Championship, mm-hmm. which he held for I think two months before dropping it back to Triple H. Sounds right. In a triple threat match with Kane, I think that was Armageddon. 
pretty sure it was Armageddon. Sounds like one of our trivia questions. So yeah, it sounds right. <laughs> Uh, there is one last piece today in history in 2002. Also, at Unforgiven, Trish Stratus won the, the uh, WWE Women's Championship. There you go. Molly Holly. Trish out there, just all over history. Come on back, girl. Come on back. Uh, this is also the pay-per-view where Taker kind of went into business for himself because he didn't want to put Brock over clean, so he decided on a DQ finish. Um... So it, it pretty much just ended when Taker threw Brock through the stage, and then they had the Hell in a Cell match a month later at No Mercy. That's all right. When the, when, when, the, when the dead man says this is what we're doing. All right, we're doing it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not arguing with you. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what Taker's problem was. Maybe he just wanted to put Brock over at the cell. Perhaps. Uh, Triple H also defended the World Heavyweight title against Rob Van Dam, and I believe this is where Ric Flair joined forces with Triple H in the very early stages of evolution by attacking RVD with the sledgehammer. Oh, wow, yeah. Oh, the son of a bitch. I remember this now. So, yeah. I don't know why I didn't. When you said is, sledgehammer, I was like, he did a what? It was like a week. Was, I think, yeah, it was on this week in wrestling history last week. It, the week before, Triple H beat Nate. The night mm-hmm. he was crowned world heavyweight champion. So they were feuding at the time. Then all of a sudden, Flair nails Van Damme with a sledgehammer and joins forces with Triple H. And then we begin building evolution. That's right. Yep. Good. God damn. Yeah, seriously. I, I really did forget for a while. Like, how did Nate get a part of evolution? And that's how. Yeah. So, like, Triple H beating him for the world title wasn't just passing the torch with the big gold belt. It was passing the torch of Triple H as the leader now. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So before we go to a break, let's guess the wrestler. I wonder who this could possibly be. Guess the wrestler. He's the bestler. Better and than all the wrestler. Okay. Let's see. I doubt it, but let's see if I get it as quickly as you did last week. <laughs> this uh, okay. I will tell you this: it's going to be a lot easier for you to 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 guess it. It's going to be a lot more narrowed down. So, right. let me start with like something that's super simple: Triple uh, A Hall of Fame class of twenty twenty. Uh, Steamboat. No. Uh, he was the Raid the Rays in 2001, 03, 05, 07, and 2014. It's King of the Ring in Spanish. Or King of Kings. Oh, so he's still active. Yes. He's a very active wrestler. Oh. In AAA, mind you, AAA, Lucha Libre. Oh, tri- why, why the fuck did I say Steve? I was, I was like, Steve. No, no, uh, AAA. AAA, Pentagon? No. Let's see, he is a, let's see here, two-time cruiserweight, national cruiserweight champion. That surprises the fuck out of me. Let's see, one-time Optimus champion, which is a, 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 a basically a four-man he was uh, with Paraguayo Jr., Blue Demon Jr., 
Mascara Sangrada Jr., which is pretty much all the fucking children of the, the leaders, which is hilarious. The Iron Man Heavyweight Heavy Metal Championship from DDT Pro Wrestling. Oh, that rings a bell. PWI ranked him 43rd uh, back in 2007. Who the hell is huge in Mexico to be like a five-time king of the ring? Wait, Andrade? Roosh? No. Uh, oh, hold on. Wait a minute. I totally screwed you. I totally screwed you. Yep. I screwed you big time. Okay, so the guy I was trying to give you is not is is uh, a very similarly oh yeah hell yeah thank you this is way better a very similarly named guy but let me just be aware that there's actually two of them one of them wrestled in the states and the other one never did La Parker Bingo Hey Yeah no well the actually one the one I was trying to get you is L A Park that's why I don't know, I got I yeah. blanked and I went La Parker and I was like wait a minute huh. Because even then, I was like, there's no way he only won shit in Mexico. There's no way. And sure enough, no, that's not true. He won stuff. In other places, mainly, like, uh, he runs an MLW. He was a tag champ. He won the Battle Riot. Uh, he was, let's see, what else did he do outside of Mexico? Uh, that's actually about it. <clears throat> oh, Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, class of 2018. About it, though. I mean, I was going to try to get in. I swore he won a belt in uh, WCW, but I guess not. It, he just hung out. It's easy to mix them up, though, because they literally wear the same outfit. No, the, well, the idea is um, in... God, when, 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 when was this? When was this? Um, in 2000... No, no. In 97, 98? 97 or in the, in the 90s. In the late 90s. What happened was is uh, La Parca was getting too famous in the States that when he would go back and forth, they couldn't book him for long-term stories. So they decided they wanted to make a La Parca that would stay there. Well, that then con- conflicted, um, uh, you know, La Parca that goes back and forth. So then he ended up going and signing in 2003 with uh cmll which is the you know the rival company and they have the big old this is actually what started the inner rivalry between these two promotions and uh because of that that's why he changed his name to la park so technically yes there was two of the parkas but now, because of the legality and the blah 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 he changed his name to la park it's like oh well, then all you're trying to take all my fame back to Mexico. like i made myself famous and yeah you're just running off of the name in the fucking suit. Yeah. And um, La Parca, number two, uh, obviously is the one that had the freak accident a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, he's the one that had the freak accident. He's the one that's more of a luchador. You know, L.A. Park is oh, the yeah. heavyweight luchador. He's the heavyweight that dances. Mm-hmm. He's the fucking, <laughs> with his fucking guitar and his chair and the whole everything.
who am I kidding? You guys don't care. You guys don't want to see me involved. You guys don't want to see me compete at promo series. I know what the people want, which is why I'm withdrawing myself from my promo exhibition against Daniel Crimmins. Look, I said a lot of things about Max Wrestling, and I know what I said, but that doesn't mean that I stopped caring or I stopped watching Max Wrestling. Daniel, I'm not worthy enough to face you. I'm not willing to face you. You don't want to face me. You need to face me. You need to face me to become the best representation of your presentation. You need me to help make you the best person that you can be and to amplify yourself to be the best that you can be. Look at the operative word, care. I never stopped caring and I always cared about each and every person that I faced in promo exhibitions. I never stopped and I always cared about each and every person I faced when I was the promo champion. See, Daniel, this is not the down and out, uh, 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 why, Mike Larkin, that you're facing at promo series. This is the podcast machine, the former three-time knowledge champion, the former promo champion, the former Iron Bank contract winner, the former prediction champion, whatever title you want to give me to make this show feel more important than it actually is. You don't know shit from Shinola. You have the charisma of a vacuum and the personality of a mime. I'm in a box, which is the only way that you're going to get out of this, Daniel, in a box. To quote my late grandmother, God rest her soul. You are not a man. You are a mouse. So go ahead, Daniel. Shoot. I am an open book. Say whatever you want about me. Because the next chapter will be written at promo series. Get serious, get bent, and most importantly of all, get a clue. I'll see you at promo series, baby boy. This fucking guy. show we're here every single thursday don't forget to like and follow subscribe whatever you may be joining us still to come this week's uh world title is on the line one more time between the captain and the phoenix geek of the week best of the week and all the other wrestling news that's been going on let's get into it right now grand slam was last night and what a grand slam it was i think sorry last year had like the match of the year candidate with Paige and Brian, but mm. this was a solid show this year. Oh, absolutely. Excellent show from top to bottom. I think we had four title matches. Yeah, and some surprises too, like Jericho becoming Ring of Honor world champion. Complete surprise. <laughs> Excuse uh, me. Yes and no. Like, um, the T when the TSK is on, we're on. The fucking the schmark in the, in that room is ridiculous. Um, immediately the idea or the 
it was the sentence was said, what in the fuck would Chris Jericho do with the Ring of Honor world title? And without skipping a beat, Rob says, give him a TV show. And I'm thinking to myself, man, fuck, you might be right. Because here's let, and let, let's think about this for a second. Who was the first AEW world champion? Chris Jericho. Who was like how big of a tension grabber was Chris Jericho? One signing with AEW and two winning that belt. It was they were gigantic moments. They're still they still are to this day. And then on top of that, who's going to draw pay per view money when you run a Ring of Honor show? A Claudio Castagnoli or Chris Jericho? And again, I I hate saying it like that, I, but it's the truth. You know what I mean? Personally, I would much rather see a Claudio match all day long. But again, you're talking about money. You're talking about bringing viewership back to a brand that you're trying to rebuild, trying to make, allow them to have a television show. You need a Chris Jericho as your champion. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You need a Chris Jericho as your champion. So it's big. I don't think it hurts Claudio at all. I think this is just one of those things where this is a business move. Um, And then on top of that, it's building to an, a story, an even bigger story between Danny Garcia and Jericho because fucking Jericho keeps cheating to win. You're better than that. You broke the and you broke the code of honor, the this, the that. And then it's going to eventually turn out that it's Danny Garcia that is the heart, the soul of Ring of Honor. He's the one to keep the honor alive. Oh, God, that already sounds awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, it, it makes perfect sense. From a character perspective, Jericho's gimmick is pro sports entertainment, anti-pro wrestling. So him winning the Ring of Honor world title is a great heel move. Big time. Um, It's awesome. And yeah, it definitely doesn't hurt Claudio because, like you said, Jericho cheats to win. Yep. That's not the ROH way. No, it's not. There was no code of honor to shake hands. There was no fucking, you know, there was, you know, he cheated to win. Low blows are, are, you know, very much frowned upon in the Ring of Honor. Yeah. I don't remember seeing fucking anybody from the Ring of Honor commentary booth. So it's like, come on, it wasn't Ring of Honor. Wasn't Rick Abani there? Was, oh, yeah. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he got drowned it out. I don't know. Maybe I was too into yeah. the match. I could have sworn, but I was like, I swear I heard him. Excalibur was too right. excited. That's true. Scally gets a tad bit ahead of himself, but I can't <laughs> say I blame the man. Um, so, yeah, that was a great move to open the show with, like, catch everybody by surprise. Um, oh, yeah. Then we move on to the acclaimed versus Swerve in our glory. Now, they blew it at All Out. They, oh, yeah. they more than made up for it here. However, I think the match at All Out was much much better in every no, way yep in every way it really was um and then it, it didn't help that like there was a spot in this match where apparently fucking max had to sell his knee and he was going up for his elbow drop and yet comes down lands on his feet and then just fucking knee dies and then when his knee dies the crowd died and it's like uh was this a shoot what's going on you know what I mean? Like, I got worried for a sec. I was like, what the fuck? But this is then the guy worked right through it. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, um, I'm curious. Listening to Uncle Dave, that was a spot. That was, the spot was for him to sell his knee, but it made no sense how you sell your knee. You know what I mean? Like, fucking, 
leap and miss. How hard is it to miss? And then land, oh, fuck, my knee, because oh, I missed. Not that hard. No. Um, yeah, the, the match was better at all out, but the reactions were, for the acclaimed were perfect. Oh, yeah, the pop was gigantic. Like, even, even the entrance, the pop was huge. Like, yeah. immediately, Swerve's music hit, and all I, I can't even hear Swerve's music because it's just booze. Yeah, they, they were really booing the crap out of Swerve. And that's the thing, like, that Swerve is obviously the heel of the two, and it looks like that's where they're going to lean towards, and he's probably going to be the factor of why they split. But, yeah, no, the, the crowd was hot for this match. Hot. This crowd was hot for the show. Oh, they were amazing last night. New York like, crowds are fucking killer, man. Considering, like, yeah, it was a stadium, but the, I think they closed, like, half of it off. Mm-hmm. And it was still loud as fuck. It really was, dude. It was awesome. Uh, but, I mean, it was it was a great match. Even Billy Gunn got involved, hit a Famouser on the outside. Big-ass Billy Gunn. Yeah. Everybody loves to scissor me. Oh, yeah. But fucking that guy. <laughs> when was the last time Billy Gunn got a pop? <laughs> I was just, I mean, and I had said the same thing. I was like, I, I don't even remember the last time I popped for Billy Gunn. I, yeah. And I, I tried so hard to remember, like, what was the last time I popped for Billy Gunn? And not including Scissor Me. Like, no. when's the last time he got a pop for hitting the Famouser? For hitting the fucking Famouser, that fucking move, bud. <laughs> and genuinely, I think they only popped because it was probably going to lead to the acclaimed winning. Yeah. Exactly. It was it was the the thing that put him over the top, and it was like, "Fuck it, let's go." <laughs> uh, MJF was great all night. Obviously, uh, hometown boy. Jesus. But him this and Morrissey attacking Wheeler, obviously planting the seeds for MJF taking on the Blackpool Combat Club. This is fucking amazing. Like this kid is amazing. This kid is amazing. And I, and I, I don't know. Don't ever let him go. Don't ever do it, dude. Like, I don't care Pay him what, what it he costs wants. you. I don't give a fuck what it costs you. Come on, dude. Like, seriously, this kid, he is, and I'll say it, and I'll take the heat. He's Roddy Piper. You have Roddy Piper at a much younger age right now. We used to say a fucking year ago, oh, this kid, he could be this. He could be that. He could be. No, baby, he is. There's no ifs, ands, or fucking buts about it. He is officially Roddy Roddy Piper. He is so fucking good. He doesn't need a belt. But when you give it to him, when you give it to him, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I mean, at that point, you have a you have a Ric Flair. Minus the, the multiple reigns. You have a Ric Flair in the making. And, 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 when, and when you have one of those, you fucking run with him. Look at Gato with Okada. Okay? When he had the opportunity to, to say, like, this is what I have. And we're fucking just taking over the world with it. He took over the world with it. MJF took over the world social media wise with the fucking phrase mid. Literally fucking swept the world. Ma 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 mid. Everywhere to the point where you couldn't use a fuck TikTok for a little bit without people using that that sound for everything and nobody and half the motherfuckers didn't know who mjf was i was on a mission at one point <laughs> to go through every single one of them videos that use that sound and said 
MJF is the GOAT. MJF is the GOAT. MJF is the GOAT. And I eventually got blocked for repeating my comments, so I had to switch it up verbally. But it is what it is. But that's what. But, the, but what I'm getting at is this: he is just um. There's he can do no wrong right now, and no. he and especially when you have all of these other names, when you have the elite gone, when you have Punk gone, and you know that thing is still obviously up in the air. Still, people are asking questions about it. Here's your perfect distraction. The perfect distraction. I don't give up. And it, this is again, although I'm fucking wearing a club shirt, okay? I fucking the Bucks, Kenny, the whole shebang. I don't give a fuck. Have fun, have fun in the Kookamangs. Go play some golf, you know, get stretched out, do whatever, enjoy your suspension. I'm enjoying everything about MJF right now. Everything and then some. And we, we always knew he was special. Like AEW had lightning in a bottle <laughs> when they hired MJF. From day one, when he was when it, especially when during the pandemic, during the pandemic, when the fucking kid was on the sideline and him and Wardlow were singing fucking Judas, come on, <laughs> or taking bets on who's gonna win, like we knew this was coming. It was it was inevitable. It was inevitable. But the but what was not inevitable, or what was even more so inevitable, was how fucking huge he was gonna be. We knew he was gonna be big. I didn't think he was gonna be this big. I thought we got three, four years, and maybe maybe he could be at this point, you know. But a fucking year later, he's here. Where's he gonna be next year? And the next year. And where is he going to be when he hits 30? He's that's the thing. He's 26. He's 26. He's younger than The Rock was when The Rock became The Rock. When he went mm-hmm. from Maivia to The Rock. Yep. And, and this kid has and, and no disrespect to Dwayne. No disrespect to Dwayne. And I'm sure he could even attest to this. He is on par where he was Mike-wise, if not a tad better. And I'll say it just like that. I will. But he is leaps and bounds ahead of him wrestling-wise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. R- Rock was he, he was a, he was a good wrestler. but he was a, He was an athlete. Yeah, he was all gimmicky moves like a people's elbow, and you know, just bring it. He he was he was he was an athlete, which is why I say, at, yeah, at this point, much better. He is two, three times the Rock at this point. When you know, at at this point in their career, right? I'm not saying overall. Let me people are already fucking trying to click the exit button. No, 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 no. You know, at the end of the ball game, is he going to end up being greater than the Rock? I don't see how he can't. I don't see how he can't be an event. And by then, in the 10, 12 years that it's going to happen, if you don't agree, then maybe we're not watching the same show. Because I don't know. Again, I don't see this kid going negative. Unless he fucking does something stupid. Unless he pulls a fucking Velveteen dream. I don't see anything happening. We're wrong with this guy. I don't. He can do no wrong because he gets away with absolute murder when he opens his mouth. That's because that's what you expect out of him. 
That is what you are accustomed to. Just like when you were accustomed to Roddy Piper and, oh my God, what is he going to say now? The guy smashed a beer bottle over his head and he's going to cut a promo. I'm going to stand away. You get your ass right away. You can't fucking put this microphone in my face. This is what we get. You know, like you said, MJF is Roddy Piper. He's Roddy Piper, Roddy Piper without the crazy. Because he doesn't he need can, to be crazy. He, I was going to say, because he doesn't need to be. But when he has to be, and we've seen bits of it, he's fucking bananas. He's just so smart to the game. Yeah. I've, I just, this is, he's, I can only compare him to other guys in sports. You know what I mean? In like, in like, like. I look at him and he's to me, he, he reminds me like if I were to uh, uh, compare him to, to something that I know really well, he reminds me a lot of the head of the Chargers head coach, Brandon Staley. He's so knowledgeable about what he's done that he's young as hell. And he's over there like, OK, well, I've been watching this and studying this forever. So we're going to use this plus what I've learned and the new style mesh it together. This is what we're going to throw. And that's exactly what he's doing. He's taking everything from back in the day and what's going to garner heat today and meshing. And it's fucking gold. Fucking gold. Oh, wait, wait till he does turn it to gold. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying, dude. When he hits 30, I swear to God. I swear to God. If he's not the biggest thing in professional wrestling. I mean, WWE won him. WWE is willing to pay big ass money for him. Big ass money. No questions asked. Like they they don't care. Money is of no of no concern to them. And I'm sure of it. Yeah, I'm just really happy that he obviously has a head on his shoulders. He's shown that he has a head on his shoulders by not jumping to WWE for the money. Like he's staying with AEW because they've they have introduced him to the world as this big bright young star mm-hmm. like okay he hasn't been a world champion yet but he's been in a world title matches um they're obviously playing the long game with mjf absolutely playing the long game with mjf and it's he is that piece to do it with i mean we kept what was the one thing we've always talked about the the four pillars of AEW and all oh, this one was interchangeable with that one and Jungle Boy this and Sammy Guevara that Britt Baker over um, you know Kip Sabian or da 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 and blah 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 MJF was never off that pillar he was never off anything like that he was literally just built and built and built and built and built again like I like I said right now we have a, 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 a reincarnation of Roddy Piper to the fullest. Yeah. And the last time I checked, the last guy that was close to that, but within ring ability was Ric Flair. And it took building Ric Flair. Granted, Ric Flair used to be a big guy who got small. And I mean, it looks like MJS is going to be a, a littler guy getting big, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, this is, this has every sign that we're building the one of the one, if not the soon to be best wrestler in the world. Yeah. Overall, overall. It's it's just great. He's had the patience to stay with AEW, stay on this journey, put over Punk, put over Wardlow, put over Jericho. Because in the end, he's gonna be a world champion. Exactly. You're laying your stones. 
Yes, I did. I'm not winning every match, but I've left an impact on every fucking opponent I've had. Every yeah. single one of them. And so it's like, yeah, dude. And now the guy, like, like how you saw him sitting on the fucking thing, watching the main event. Got my chip. I'm ready whenever. I got it. He's ready to go. His time is now. It's going to be huge. It's going to be fucking huge. Next pay-per-views. We got Full Gear and then Revolution. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one would be the best for him to win, but if they're going to pull the trigger now, then obviously Full Gear is coming up soon. I would say you can go full. Um, you know what? I don't know. Maybe that's... Because uh, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, there's a Battle Royal on Rampage. Yeah. And that one, I think the winner is the one that goes to get the next, paper, next, the next title shot. Even yeah, though he's got the briefcase. Cash in the, the chip whenever he wants. Make it a triple threat or something. I don't know. I, I'm I'm more leaning towards wait till next year and, and do it at the Cow Palace because that's where Revolution's going to be. It's going to be in San Francisco. Um, mainly because I'm just hoping to be there. But I mean, <laughs> if I'm not, it's not surprising. Uh, I, whenever, just pull the fucking trigger though. Let's just go with that. Just pull the trigger. But that's the thing. I don't think they're gonna let the, the this this spark fizzle out. They they never no. do with MJF. They keep it going. So no matter how long he holds onto that chip for, you're not gonna forget about him. It's not so much, and I'm, and I'm gonna say it like this because I'm not dogging, I'm not dogging AEW. It's not so much they won't let him go. It's so much that he can't be just forgotten. He's not just some fucking dork. That it, it it's. He's a fucking heat-seeking missile. I literally can't put it any other way. He is a heat-seeking missile in the world of professional wrestling. And we haven't had one of these guys since punk back in the day. No, and that's why it was just like such a nice passing of the torch when punk gave his first two losses in AEW to MJF on the same night. On the same night. In Chicago. In Chicago. (laughs) Let's, I'm about to say, let's keep it funky like, with that part in Chicago. That whole night that Punk gave to MGF, he can never give anybody else. No. That's a, that's a one-time deal. You're in Chicago. It's your first AEW loss, and you're giving it to this kid. Fucking huge. Bravo. Well, I uh, mean, again, the guy the guy may have beef with dudes who he really can't, you know, obviously share words with, but when he, he, he can see talent when it's right in front of him. Oh, yeah. Like, yes, he has an ego problem, but Punk knows good business when he sees it. That he does. That he does. He knew him and Taker were going to have a better match than Rock and Cena. Nobody gave a shit about Rock and Cena. Not the second time, anyway. (laughs) No, definitely not the second time. Um, we are seeing more of Pac. He uh, the, retained the All-American title against Orange Cassidy. I've seen some people say it should have gone to Orange Cassidy. One. I'm not, I'm not, I don't hate the double champ thing. I don't hate it. I just, this is one of those things where it's like, there are so many titles in AEW. There's so many. I, I don't really need double champs. I really don't. It's it's not a negative thing. It's not saying, oh, fucking Pac doesn't deserve it. He's a piece of shit. He's a this. He's a... No, 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 no. I fucking load him with gold. Make him the ultimate dragon. I don't care. But I do because people need to shine. And unfortunately, in this company, in this business, 
in this business. You don't really shine unless you got one of these. It's just what it is. You don't garner that attention without one of those. And, and Orange is fucking hot. He's over his shit. You just gave him a cool new theme. His entrance is way over the top. How would you not want your mid-Atlantic champion to have this ridiculously elaborate entrance all the time? All the time. I mean, like, come on, think about it. But then again, yeah. you know, it's he he is a bastard. Yeah. So. And I also don't want to see the All-American title go the same way as like the TNT title and become a hot potato. I can understand that. I can understand but that. But so long as we see more of Pac, he can keep the title for now. It's fine. That that was the only reason we predicted against him at the fucking pay-per-view, because we want to see more packs so or get rid of the title because he is he only defended it on other Yeah, I'm like how we, Yeah, exactly. You were going all over the fucking place, but do it on Dynamite, do it on Rampage. Uh, the great thing about Grand Slam was TK didn't go overboard on the surprises. No. He had one big surprise, which came in the women's fatal four way after Tony Storm retained. Huge fucking pop for Soraya. Mm-hmm. FKA page mm-hmm. and she's looking good she looks good uh, a lot of people said cleared. that was my first question but a lot of people said that she looks so good that she looks different like that you didn't even recognize her, which is a great thing you yeah. know what I mean she's gotten herself cleaned up she's gotten herself through a lot of stuff um, I'm super proud of her happy to see that she's back but that's my first immediate question are you cleared how long can you be cleared do you understand what you're getting yourself into here this is not the E Okay, nothing here is scripted as far as in ring. These guys are going to go out there and they're going to put on shows. We've already seen women get hurt. Look at fucking Britt Baker last night for the third time with her nose. Okay, this is you're going to get hurt here. How long are you truly going to last? Are you here to shake up the division? Are you here to really wrestle? If you're here to be an advocate, then I could give a shit about your entrance right now. I really could. If you're going to wrestle, I'm excited. But then again, I, I'm 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 also really curious of how long your expiration, how long of an expiration date you have. As of right now, I mean, I don't know how much longer B Dry has. And or Edge. Well, I, Edge pretty much said he's got a year left. I'm about to say, yeah, Edge is saying he's going to be retiring when they go to Canada. So that's fine with me. Good for him. You know, retire in your hometown. That's your last match. Blah blah blah. blah. I fuck with it. How long are you really going to be here, bro? A year, year and a half. You know, I mean, Brian, it's a fucking Brian's been here how long? Almost a year now. Almost a year. And how long of that was he on the sideline? Right over, just over a year. Okay, but how uh, long of that was he on the sideline? Four months? Oh, yeah. oh. No, when he got hurt and he was off TV for like a while. It was like, th- that was like in, four or five months. In WWE when he came back as a GM? No, 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 when he was in AEW. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a couple yeah, months. Yeah, so it's like, you know, he got hurt for a little bit. He had to take some time off. You, can you really do that with this hot-ass women's division? Can you really come in and shake it up with your big-ass name that you have and four months in get hurt and take four months off? Are you sure this is still for you? That's what, Mike, I'm, again, I'm as excited as the next guy. I want nothing but the best. I hope this is nothing but success for her. Blah, 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 blah. But I also can't deal with you coming in, 
getting my hopes up and fucking leaving because you got hurt. Knowing damn well that people here go hard. That's my concern. My only concern. Other than that, I'm excited. I mean, as long as she's like, is she like 100% healed? I think she can take the bump. She's been taking them since she was 13. That's um, probably. Yeah, I mean, I mean led to it. But she's also had adequate time outside the ring. When did she retired, what, 2016? Oh, shit. Yeah, she's been out for at least five plus years. Like with with Brian, it felt like he's being forced to retire, and then what was a couple of years later, he's back. Like what the fuck? Right. I thought, I thought you were never gonna wrestle again. Oh well, I got cleared by all these doctors because I really wanted to do this, and then those doctors told him, "Hey, you probably got to chill out now." So he said, "All right, bye, I'm leaving." I mean, with Paige, so long as nobody kicks her in the back of the neck again, I think she's good. I'm really trying to think of who's going to do that. My whole thing is, is like, if that's what you're worried about, what's going to happen when Britt Baker just fucking super kicks your face off? Because that's going to happen. I don't know. Uh, I'm, again, excited, yet worried. Um. Yeah, I, I understand being cautiously worried. But, I mean, if any, if Brian and Edge is anything to go by. It's doable. Yeah, it is doable. They proved everybody wrong. Fuck, fucking A right they did. Hell, even freaking Stone Cold came back for one more match. And did awesome. <laughs> and he took some bumps on a concrete fucking floor. Oh, fuck. Sucks. But yeah, um, happy that we only had one big surprise because it makes it more memorable. Yes, it does. Not just like flooding the show with, hey, debut, debut, return. Like, the only per- person people are talking about who made their debut is Soraya. And that's all we need. And then, of course, main events. We knew it was going to be uh, the Blackpool Combat Club getting the world title. We just didn't know which member. Everybody <laughs> suspected it was going to be Brian because there's that whole meme going around that whenever Punk leaves a company, the world title goes to Brian. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> I'm like, that was his chance. There we go. But I mean, technically, Punk hasn't left the company. He's under suspension. Um, and then, of course, they caught us. They they swerved us and gave it back to Marx. Marx is a free time world champion. Um, you know, I I didn't really. Not that I didn't care. I didn't mind which way it went. Both of them deserved it. Marx has been the MVP of AEW as we've been saying for the last couple of weeks. Um, Brian's been killing it. So, evil one of them would have made perfect sense to Thanks. lead the way. I mean, personally, I was leaning more towards Brian just because I'm like, dude, I, you got to do something with him. You got to, you got to, you got to, you got to. But John makes sense. Guy's heart and soul of this company right now. He has been. Um, I just hated how they were, you know, this world champion tournament, blah, 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 blah. And there was an eight time champ and a three time champ and a this time champ and a that time champ because technically, Mox is a four-time champ, even though he's a three-time AEW champion, which could confuse the fuck out of everybody. But because it did with me, I was like, bro, this is the third championship, but they said three-time champ on this fucking thing. And it's like, don't do that. Don't do yeah. like stop incorporating other companies' world championships as you're as a oh, this guy's a former so many time world champion. Like using it in like a building sentence, oh, he was a world champion all over the place. But here he was not a world champion. 
So stop doing that shit. Like, it's just, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know it was only a one-time tournament, but please don't continue it at all, at all, at all. I don't ever want to hear that. I mean, well, I'm going to hear it now that Jericho is now, I'm an eight-time world champ. And it's like, I no, no, you're not. No, you're not. Because you won six in fucking the E and you won, you know, fucking one in AEW and then you won this one. So it's like, no, that's, that's not how it is. You don't have eight. Ric Flair's yeah. number, well, I was going to say, Ric Flair's number is only inflated okay. because of two from WWE. But Yeah, we count some NWA titles, but not all of them. Like, In reality, he is like a 24-time champ, something like that. Yeah, C- Cena's got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. But Impact, uh, I've always done that thing, too. Like, when they brought Sting in, like, he's a, what, four-time, whatever, world champion. Like, But he's only just come to TNA. Oh, exactly. WCW. Oh, okay. Yeah, stop doing it. Like I said, use it as an introduction piece. Allow us to remind ourselves, okay, that's from previous companies, and then move on. Well, yeah, like you didn't need to include his WWE run to inflate his career highlights. He's already a two-time world champion in mm-hmm. AEW. Yep. First two-time world champion in AEW. X. And now first three-time. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get technical, he's one for AEW world title belts because he won Punk's belt, but he just carried on with his reign. Mm-hmm. Does he have had four belts? Like me? I'll be honest, like I, I like I said, I didn't mind which way it went, but there was a small piece of me that was leaning slightly towards Brian, mainly just for something different. Yeah, like that's Marks, all. Marks has been champion recently for the second time. Give it to Brian for a little bit, but I'm I'm happy to follow Marks still. Flying that AEW flag. You and me both, big dog. You and me both. All right. Um, it's almost time for the trial of the captain, and I promise you it is a long way to end the show, but it's going to be worth it. So let's kick things down with the A to B of Retro Rewind. SMR Podcast Network. You should be listening. All right, so technically this is how the show is supposed to go. I will, I'm going to be releasing an episode and I get to talk about it here so you guys get to get all excited and go listen to it. So what ended up happening is I had uh, told you guys that we were doing November the 18th, 1996. Those episodes didn't drop, but they're done completely, so let's have a quick gander at them. From the WCW side, I gave a three and three quarters to La Parca and Juventud Guerrero in an excellent cruiserweight match. Uh, this was uh, La Parca's debut. We had talked about it. He came down dancing, strumming the guitar the whole nine yards. Cruiserweight title match between Dean Malenko and Ultimo Guerrero. I gave it a two and three quarters. It was fun, but it did end off of a very stupid di- disqualification from an NWA rule that made no goddamn sense back then and still makes none now. Where, a f- where an opponent is forced over the top rope, it's a disqualification according to NWA rules. Motherfucker, this is 1996. NWA's been dead. So why we're still using their rules killed me. Uh, Managing French Canadians versus the American Males. I love the American Males theme, and that's all I can say about that one star. Uh, Luger and Hugh Morris, the greatest, craziest thing about this match is this was the first match I've ever seen uh, in its entirety in my life. When I remember watching this back in the day, um, I was a young child, and just I was like, why does everything look familiar in this match? This doesn't make sense to me. And sure enough, it's because this was the first match I've ever fully watched. When I 
Woke up that night, saw The Undertaker, went to go looking for shit. This is the match I ended up stumbling upon. That next following Monday was Lex Luger against fucking Hugh Morris. So I'm blown away at that. Um, fuck Jeff Jarrett and Bobby Eaton. They wasted my goddamn time. Same thing with Big Bubba and Jim Powers. Um, I love Benoit and Guerrero. I don't give a shit what nobody says. Three and a half stars. Fantastic shit. You can never go wrong with that. And then the only thing of importance for Nitro, I'm sorry, for Raw was uh, Austin and Mankind four and a quarter. And Sabio Vega and Farouk, not too bad. I gave it a two. Still fun, good stuff. Go check those episodes out along with the pay-per-view that we did. Summer, oh no, sorry, not SummerSlam. Survivor Series from 1996. Gotta love Survivor Series. Gotta love it. And now time for the Geek 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 of the Week. Geek Geek. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking beard with a lousy physique. He's a one man, no cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. Okay, so I have a very uh, unconventional geek of the week this year, uh, this, this week, I should say. First off, retro, we're going to stick with the good old-fashioned um, piece of shit, fucking, oh, God, uh, fucking Nick Patrick, you fucking loser. He was the one that made the disqualification over that stupid rule, so because of that, he gets retro geek of the week. For the modern day, however, like I said, this one's going to be weird. This one goes to two fucking nerds in the crowd at the AEW show, that every time that the fucking camera panned from a different view, all I saw was a goddamn NWO and this fucking thing. I don't need to see your fucking belts you bought off of eBay's fucking bullshit site, okay? I don't give a shit that you carry them around. If you're not going to fucking defend them against me, you can fuck right the fuck off, okay? I'm trying to enjoy my matches, and every time I turn around, I have to see your stupid belts because they're trying to get a different camera angle. You motherfuckers are the geeks of the week, and if it happens again, I will fly my ass down to New York and I will find somebody that has anything and start beating ass. That was annoying and like fucking disrespectful, goddammit. There was nobody on this show for, as far as the AEW that would qualify as Geek of the Week. This entire show up and down was phenomenal. There was nothing wrong with it. Um, I mean, if anything, I would, I would say like the fucking ass boys, but even they were good. Even they were good. Yeah. Um, and now for the bestler of the week. Um, I, I didn't want to be predictable and just say marks. Um, and I didn't want to give it to somebody who didn't wrestle, even though they made a huge impact this week, like MJF or Soraya. Um, so I've gone with somebody who was in the main events, but didn't win. Um, because like I said, we were leaning slightly towards Brian and I kind of felt bad for him at the end. Because Mm -hmm. it would have been nice to see him win. So best of the week goes to Brian Danielson. All right. Um, I also didn't like how abruptly they ended the show. Like, hey, Marks is one. Okay, we'll see you next week. Yeah, it was like, what happened? Uh, oh, we were going to stick with this as long as we can, and then it, it ends, so you didn't buy an over? <laughs> no <Excuse> celebration. The, <laughs> the show ends with William Regal pointing his finger at Brian. Okay, you guys stop fighting. <laughs> it was just a dad go, moment. Go hug your brother. 
That's right. Go hug your brother. <laughs> Tell him congratulations. I don't want. I don't care what you want. Uh, you know what? If I hadn't given it to him a couple of weeks ago, I probably would have given it to Mox. Um, they both deserved it, really. But um, good stuff. Yeah, Brian. He, I, I really did feel bad for him at the end. Even though it's fucking predetermined and he didn't actually lose a match, it, it would have been <laughs> nice to see him with a title. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. I'm with that one. Um, so tomorrow. We will be exactly two months away from Promo Series 7, Rise and Storm, our next special event on November 24th. Promo Series is the home of the winner stays on gauntlet for the Knowledge Championship. The Phoenix puts his gold on the line against potentially three challengers. Yeah, the last of which will be me. Yeah. The Television Championship is also on the line as Moses defends against Cypher in the first ever TV triathlon. It's promo, trivia, promo, first time ever. Let's go, baby. I've been running game around here. I know how it goes, so I hope you uh, get your stamina right. Oh, he, he's in his strongest year, I think. I, I can I can attest to this, but that don't mean you can outlast me. <laughs> also in promo action, Mike Larkin returns to go one-on-one with Daniel Crimmins in a promo exhibition with a two-minute advantage going to D.C., it's going to be crazy. And your main event, the World Championship, is on the line. Your captain defends against the lawyer, Chad Malcolm and Travis the Walker Anderson. First, of course, I do have to prove my innocence in the trial this week against the Phoenix, but rest assured, I will be still walking into promo series as world champion. And Survivor Series will determine the Predictions Championship and will determine who goes into the final quarter of 2022 as Group MVP. Well, actually, it'll be like the last month at that point. Um, but Travis has had it for, like, just over a year now. Fucking man. And nobody's going to say. Close. <laughs> it's so, really not that hard, people. You've got just over four weeks now, no, just over eight weeks now. So weeks. next month, start posting and commenting in the group. You got within 28 days of the show. That's when you can become group MVP. There we go, baby, group MVP. And obviously, the group I'm talking about is Max Wrestling. That's it. That's right, Max Wrestling there. on Facebook. Come on down. <laughs> go to maxwrestling.net/slash/promo-series7 for more information. <laughs> Uh, and Soraya actually just tweeted. I'll read that in a minute. Um, but before we get there, of course, I do, like I said, have to prove my innocence uh, in this trial for the world title against the Phoenix to end the show. So let's close it out. Thank you for spending your Thursday with us. Here's the socials again. You can find us on the evil Twitter machine at Max Wrestling UK. And don't forget to hit the sub or the follow button on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and all the socials. You can find us at the Captain 512 and at SMR Podnet. And now listen up, your pencil neck geeks. This is what Moses has for you this week. That's right. You guys already know the game. November the November 18th, 1996 are the two episodes dropped. You need to go catch those right now, along with the pay-per-view Survivor Series from 1996. And then the following week, we're going to hit you just right on normal. We're going to keep on going the 23rd of November. But we got two out now. Go check them out. Bolt Rant is dropping. Uh, there's a lot to go about. There's a rib injury from uh, Justin Herbert. We got to talk about that. We got to talk about the potential of him trying to muscle through this. 
somebody needs to go down there and convince him to not do this. We need to take the week off. That is our MVP, and we need him as healthy as can be if we want to make a deep run into the playoffs. So other than that, uh, you guys already know the game. Make sure you're following on TikTok, Max Wrestling UK on the TikToks. Getting back on that, and uh, hopefully with that, it's going to be coming some more stuff along with it. So schedule has been remade, and I do mean remade. If I had my whiteboard around me right now, I'd show you there's a full-blown. I have a literal schedule to do everything, so stuff is coming back hot, heavy. Just get ready for it. Right. Um, and speaking of other shows, uh, there was no throne zone this past Monday, um, main, mainly because all the eyes of the world were on a different royal family. Um, but yeah. we have actually recorded a new episode, and hopefully it'll drop tomorrow. So you're gonna get a double whammy this weekend of match wrestling and. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and then of course we'll be back in two weeks to catch up on the next two episodes. So every now and then we have a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. With that said, join us next week for the fallout mm-hmm. to this trial that you're gonna see at the end of the show. You've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye. Mwah, and good night. Get your running shoes ready there, big dog, because the triathlon's coming. And I'm going to court. In the case of Captain versus Phoenix for the Max Wrestling World Championship, Captain, you've been accused of assaulting the Phoenix from behind with a gavel at Promo Slam. How do you plead? Uh, Your Honor, these claims... What are you doing in that chair? You told me to sit here. When you address this court, you will rise and speak to me in a clear, intelligible voice. Sorry. How do you plead? Not guilty. Thank you. Captain. Yes. Are you mocking me in that outfit? Mocking you? No, I'm not mocking you, Judge. Then explain that outfit. I bought a new suit. Now it's covered in mud. So, I had to get a new suit. Except the only place you can get a new suit in this town got the flu. You get that? The whole store got the flu. So, I had to get this in a second-hand store. So, it was either the leather jacket, which I know you hate, or this. So, I wore this. Ridiculous thing for you, Judge. You own drugs? Drugs? No. I don't take drugs. I don't like your attitude. What else is new? I'm holding you in contempt. That was a fucking surprise. What'd you say? What? What'd you just say? What'd I say? What? Plaintiff, you've chosen to represent yourself. Proceed with your opening statement. Your Honor, I believe our very own captain attacked me from behind a promo slam with a gavel. Because, as I've previously said, every piece of evidence points to him. Let's not forget that he took it upon himself to attack me from behind in January at Promo Rumble, right after I had just won every major championship on that very day. And he did so to gain a rematch for my newly won World Championship at the following Promo Mania. Which I also believe he did so out of malice. Since I defeated him for that very championship the year before. He said in a recent interview 
that he's not the only person in the world to own, to own a gavel. Uh, I am well aware that he's not the only person to purchase a gavel off Amazon for fifteen fifty. but who else in Max Wrestling has one? Furthermore, why would he even have or need one in the first place? He also said in a recent interview, and I quote, I wanted to bring a guy to the top that did not wish to see me at the top, end quote. However, I believe it was the captain that did not wish to see me at the top, because you see, Your Honor, in a very short time, I became one of, if not the most, decorated combatants in Max Wrestling. I won everything. The Knowledge Championship, the Iron Bank, the TV Championship, the World Championship, and the now retired Promo Championship. A feat that nobody thought I would achieve. Your Honour, I believe without a shadow of a doubt that it was indeed the captain that attacked me from behind a promo slam and should atone for his actions. My only question is why? Since he already has an opportunity at my knowledge championship at promo series. Thank you. Thank you. Defence? Your Honour, I'd like to make my own opening statement before my counsel speaks. Proceed. Everything that guy just said is bullshit. Thank you. The defendant's entire opening statement is argumentative and will be stricken from the record with the exception of thank you. And Captain, you will not use that kind of language in my court. You understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Counselor. Your Honor, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, on July 28th of this year, my client was indeed at promo slam but he did not attack anyone we intend to prove that the prosecution's case is circumstantial and coincidental thank you very well prosecution present your honor you're representing both parties i am the only lawyer in max wrestling your honor i intend to represent the plaintiff by questioning my own client well this is very unorthodox but proceed with your first question Thank you, Judge. Captain, do you recall 27th of January 2022, earlier this year? Yes, I do. That was podcast promo rumble 7. And do you recall attacking the Phoenix during his World Championship match against George Truly? Yes, I do. Now, why did you attack him that day? He'd just become the World Champion after beating you, and I wanted to be World Champion, so... Uh, I thought it was quite poetic to challenge him to a match at the following Promomania, a year after he beat my former alter ego to shape. And is this the contract that you signed for the match at Promomania? Yes, that's my signature. Thank you. And did you defeat the Phoenix at Promomania? Yes, I did. And you are still world champion since that day? I am, yes. In that contract which you signed, that is your signature, correct? Yes, that's still my signature. 
It states that this match was for the World Championship, which you won. And that is the only reason you attacked Phoenix at Podcast Pro Bowl Rumble, correct? Yes, that was the only reason. So, when Phoenix was attacked at Promo Slam, was he World Champion? No, he wasn't, as I am still World Champion. And also, in this contract for Promo Mania, which is the one you signed, correct? If it's the same one I signed two times before, then yes, that's my signature. Thank you. Does it state anywhere that Phoenix should have a rematch in the event of him losing? No. Therefore, he was no longer a threat to you at Promo Slam, and you had no reason to attack him. That's correct. And is it true that you celebrated your victory at Promo Mania with a mega pint of beer? A mega pint? I poured myself a large glass of beer. Yes, I thought it was necessary. Thank you. No further questions, Captain. You can stand down. Your Honour, I call our first witness, Mr Tipton. You swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help you God. Yes, Your Honour. Mr Tipton, you claim that when you were watching Promo Slam, the Captain left his desk prior to the Phoenix calling out the Demoness and returned to his desk after the promo and after the attack. Is this correct? That's right. I see that you wear eyeglasses. Yes, I do. Could you show them to the court? Very good. Now, Mr Tipton, were you wearing them the day when the captain left his desk? No, I was not. There, see? You made a positive ID of the captain leaving his desk, and yet you were not wearing your necessary prescription eyeglasses. The reading glasses. I see. Well, okay, let's move on. The Phoenix was attacked in his home, and I can confirm that the captain lives at approximate two-minute drive away from the Phoenix's home. Do you think the captain had enough time to get there and back in the time he was away from his desk? Yes, I do. It took about two minutes. And how could you be so sure? When he left his desk, I had just began to cook breakfast as I was hungry. And what did you have? Eggs and grits. Eggs and grits. Instant grits? No self-respecting Southerner uses instant grits. I take pride in my grits. I see. So, Mr Tipton, how could it take you two minutes to cook your grits when it takes the entire grit-eating world 20 minutes? I don't know. I'm a fast cook, I guess. I'm sorry, did you just say you're a fast cook? That's it? Are we to believe that boiling water soaks into a grit faster on your stove than any other stove on Earth? Where were these magic grits? Did you buy the grits from the same guy that sold Jack his beanstalk beans? Antler, watch yourself. Are you sure about that two minutes? I think you made your point. Are you sure about that two minutes? I may have been mistaken. I got no more use for this guy. I hope this makes it out. If you can hear me, our system's been compromised. It's a... The only way would be if they somehow... No, 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 no. I logged into my computer three days ago. How? I 
haven't been connected all week, but it's easy enough to make it look that way. I swear to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. Captain, as much as it pains me to admit, but I know for a fact, in this matter, you are innocent. I know, I know you didn't attack your cousin. This time, that is. I know you did not lay out the phoenix with a gavel. Now you may be already asking yourself, well, how do I know? Who did it then if it wasn't the captain? Well, let's lay out that foundation that Alexander Rowan objected to. You see, at Promo Slam, Phoenix, you fucked up. Now, I don't know if you had full intentions of doing it. But at Promo Slam, you were attacking the House of Ashes. You not only went after the Demoness, but you came after me as well. You wanted the Knowledge Championship. And you wanted a match against Nico. So, two matches. You versus House of Ashes. Really. Look at Moses. He had a match at Promo Slam. And he had a match against a member of the jury. Moses is House of Ashes. What happened to his opponent? And who took out his opponent? I did. Just like I took you out. That's right, Phoenix. And that's right, Captain. And that's right, Max Wrestling and the entire court here today. I, Travis the Walker Anderson, had the shape take the gavel from the Captain and send it to me so I could lay out the Phoenix. I didn't do it because I was worried of losing uh, the Knowledge Championship. I don't give a fuck about that. What I do care about is that he attacked my house, my home, my family. You do not challenge the House of Ashes and expect no repercussions from it. Moses wasn't even a part of or even announced to House of Ashes yet. And I still helped him by taking her out Cypher. What do you think I would do to you? I can handle you, handle you myself in trivia. But you called out the demoness. Someone that didn't even ask for the match. And last I heard, didn't even agree to the match. I could be wrong. I haven't really spoken to her much yet. But the bottom line is this. She is House of Ashes. Moses is House of Ashes. I am House of Ashes. In Phoenix, you could have been too. You know, with all this heat and this back and forth love-hate relationship that you have with your cousin, the captain. 
I was prepared at Promoslam to offer you a spot in the House of Ashes, and in return, this is what we got. You came after two of us, and I could not just sit by and allow that to happen. So yes, Captain, you figured it out. You finally figured out what I am guilty of. I am guilty of knocking out the cousin. I am guilty of knocking out the Phoenix. Now Phoenix, I have no idea what you plan on doing. I don't know if you're going to try to challenge me. Do you want a match? Or are you just gonna run off into the shadows? I don't give a shit. But the only reason why I am here today is because I refuse to allow you to become world champion. The only person that is going to take that title off of the captain's shoulder is going to be me. I may have gotten ahead of myself by attacking you at Promo Slam, and for that I apologize. But if you want to do something about it, after promo series, I'll be waiting for you. Um, well, in line of recent evidence, judgment in this case is awarded to, and still, Max Wrestling World Champion, the defense, the captain. Case dismissed. that we now move on to promo series 7 rising storm we move on to travis anderson and the house of ashes travis you took issue with me calling myself the dragon king in fact you took it as an insult you said there are no dragons but my friend you could not be more mistaken See, I come from the land of dragons. We've always been here. We're still here. A Maohid. We live. We breathe. We sing. We fight. We are Welsh. 30 years the UK waited for a WWE stadium event. And in 2022, when WWE came looking, we, the Welsh, were still here. We're coming up to 400 episodes of Max Wrestling. Others came and went. We're still here. When we almost self-destructed in 2020 and a meat cutter tried to cut our throats, we endured. We're still here. You've awoken the pride, the passion, the vigor of what it means to be Welsh. The power that soared through the veins of Llewellyn the Great, of Llewellyn the Last, and of Owen Glyndor. The House of Ashes can come knocking on our door. The door of the House of the Dragon King. But you shall not pass. 
The jury is still here. I'm out here. I'm out here. I'm out here. I hear the voices singing. Speed your journey, boys, boys, Bach. One nation singing with one voice. A song of hope, a song of courage, a victory song that floats through the valleys like a red mist, rolls over the mountain tops like crimson thunder. A red storm is coming to the gates of the House of Ashes. It crackles with the spirit of the 58 and Jimmy Murphy's boys. It turns the pages of the history books and finds the jury's page waiting to still be written. What would you write there, boys? Dare you write your names on that page? We haven't reigned for all these months and broadcast halfway round the world to be troubled by a zombie from North Carolina. When the walker comes knocking on our door, Let's give them some sugar, boys. Let's give them some Welsh sugar. They've always said we're too small, too slow, we're too weak, too full of fear. But Amarohid, you sons of speed, and they fall around us. We are still here. Make no mistake about it, Travis, the Walker Anderson. You will see the whites of our eyes. You will hear the songs in our souls. You will feel the beats of the drums thundering through the valleys. And you will know you have been to war with the Welsh. And we never surrender. Biff and Ilja. Amar. Or here.